did you watch the new um west side story yeah i loved it uh, me too and I, like and i can't explain like what it is like i don't know the dig like the digital filter is more like of a silvery tone or something, but the way like that picture looked um, is how the picture looks in this movie at times. Like it looks like a little bit more old timey, um, but still really clear. Like, I don't know how to explain it. If you know what I'm talking about from seeing West Head cool. story, it was just a little different. it was like, I don't know if it was the lighting or what. Oh, that's um, cool. The lighting I know in West Side story, um, which I thought was fun. It, I, and I'm, I looked this up because I was like, God, this felt so much like the, like the 1960s West side story. Like that. Um, it yeah. just had that. I mean, I get it. It's the same movie musical, whatever, but like, it still had the same like visual tone and stuff. And uh, they did say that the cinematographer and the lighting uh, guys like tried to match exactly how different um, scenes or uh, situations were set up, which I'm like, yep, that makes sense. And it was, I don't know. It was just really, really cool. Oh, cinematographer 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 James there's an updated version of the Animaniacs I guess it's on Hulu and uh, Steven Spielberg executive producer so full oh. circle yeah no wait <laughs> but how have I not heard of this yet like and this is same. current uh, I guess so yeah it says final season February 17th huh Oh, oh Animaniacs this, uh, 2020. I remember this now. Oh. I'll be damned. Are you are you listening to a meditation right now? We can stop and do this together, guys. Uh, no, that was uh, our sleep tight, relax podcast that I listen to with my kids when we do bedtime. Aw. After we read. Or after they read. He's old enough to read by himself now, so I'm not reading him anymore. That's How long is cool. that podcast? Huh? How long is it? Um, it's actually two hours, about... and the guy talks like this. It's about half hour. Whole time. Oh, okay, sweet. That's cool. Real sleep tight, relax, and there's sleep tight science. Sleep and... tight. We found uh, some superhero bedtime stories that we then turn the speed down on. They're about I don't know, but they're only like eight minutes, so. Pretty short. I'm telling you, there's a special place in hell for people that listen to things like not normal speed. <laughs> oh, me then? I listen to all my podcasts yeah. at 1.3. <laughs> no, I was like, you're, you're a demon. You, yeah, should, dude, listen. You're you're a you should listen. You're a monster. That was like the pro tip. You're listening to them on one level higher, like when you're in the car, and then you can, can. listen to more podcasts. No. No. It depends on the, the podcast, too. I think it's just I'm lucky that a lot of mine, I think they just talk kind of slow. I can't listen to all like This American Life's uh, on fast because Ira Glass talks pretty fast. So like I, that one's a little too quick. But some of my yep. fantasy football ones, when I forget to turn it on 1.3, I go, man, they just kind of talk at a a pace that, you know, I don't have to, you know, you see what I'm doing? I'm, I'm doing their pace. They talk that slow. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. I, I want to, you know, I'm listening to fantasy football podcasts for the facts, right? I want stats and quick takes. Just the facts. To, yeah, I don't need to sit and listen to them pause. Just And, you know, facts. pontificate on things. <laughs> and then. <laughs> okay. I Whatever. Get You're a demon. You're a monster. What, what I guess why why what does it why does it make me a monster? Just your I, monster. I guess what I'm saying. Only, only monsters and demons can understand a reason why you do that. 
I, need, I don't got enough time in the day, my man. I don't drive as much. That's listen to high, no, you gotta. That's where quantity, quality over quantity, man. Is it because you edit all of these and it takes a lot of work and it's offensive that listening to it fast? Believe me, it doesn't take me any work now because <laughs> I just like, uh, I recall there wasn't anything I needed to take out. So I'm just like, eh, eh. <laughs> maybe cut off a little bit off the tip. <laughs> No, off the front of it, and then maybe off the end, and line things up, and clip the tip. Save AI for all that, right? We can use Chat GPT to write scripts yeah. for our pods. We'll just read that. Yep. Yeah, Chat GPT do anything anymore. Put me out of a job. And this pod, I, I must kill it. <laughs> I will say when I'm listening to different celebrities like talking podcasts, if um, if it's at the too higher of a register, it sounds goofy as hell to me. But I'm with Casey. Like I'm not in the car often enough to like that's why i want to listen to it slightly faster because if it's like a 45 minute pod like i might get it down to a half hour you know what i mean you can listen to podcasts like not in a car i can't listen to podcasts and do my job because i'm like typing words and i'll start typing what i'm listening to so Mm -hmm. i can't do spoken while i'm working which is a bummer i do it like when i'm cleaning that's That's like oh yeah i'll do that yeah yeah yeah. when When i'm I'm cooking i'll put some on yeah, I hear you. The last thing I want to do is listen to a podcast while working out. Oh, I will do that. Who works out? I don't work out. I want to go for a walk. Yeah, but I don't work out. I work out. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you said you're watching and enjoying Wednesday. Yeah, I think about six episodes. How many episodes that, are in there? Yeah. Is it eight? Uh, or I'm maybe I'm sure. so used to I'm yeah, so used to Disney where everything is like six to eight episodes. You know, I it just, I just weird watch it until it stops. A show that I've already oh. watched. You've already watched it? I've, yeah, I've never ahead of you. I've, yeah, we finished Wednesday. I thought it was great. Woo! I loved it. Yeah, it's been like a good like uh, before bed kind of yeah. thing. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's yeah. It's just I. I think the camp, like, I wouldn't even call it campy, but like the lines that are supposed to play as campy, I think are just funny. And like that oh, yeah. girl that plays Wednesday just nails it every yeah. time. <laughs> She's awesome. Is it like uh, Jenna Ortega? Jenna Ortega? Jenna Ortega. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. We might know her from a little thing called Scream, uh, Scream 6. Is that right? Or 5? What else oh, what I'm no idea. About? So, yeah, just the last episode the I watched dance? was uh, Fred Armisen. Oh, oh I, haven't, I haven't seen Uncle Fester yet. <laughs> He's great. I haven't seen, I haven't, you know, I I haven't seen anything about the show. So like every time there's like a, a new character pops up or, you know, like a, a cameo, I'm just like, oh, that's who that is. That's awesome. I did the mistake of, yeah, looking at IMDb while like I was in the pilot. And then when I was scrolling, because I was like, oh, like it was probably like Wednesday's name. I'm like, oh, who's this girl again? I can't remember what she's from. And then also I'm like, wait, Fred Armisen's in this. Who's he? And then I saw a picture and I was like, God, that's perfect. <laughs> I was like, it looks like it's going to be amazing. What's uh, did you see the episode uh, where the, the dance where they go to the dance? Yes, I, I, I do have to admit there's parts where I've like fallen asleep and then Angela's watched it and then I'm just like, eh, just start the next episode. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have, I don't, I don't remember which one that is, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Because I think that was, I love that. I thought that was hilarious. But um, that whole, like, she does like this dance thing. And apparently through most of that filming, uh, Jenna Ortega had COVID. And like the first test she took was apparently negative and they just like didn't test her and she felt awful and totally had COVID and then tested positive shortly after. 
So there's a nugget for you when you watch it, knowing uh, that she did all that, you know, on on COVID. You're saying she's just like crushing it and still looks dead <laughs> because she has COVID. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> It, it, I love it. It's so good. That was a, a great part. Yeah, I'm only about three episodes in, but I'm yeah definitely enjoying it. So that one's fun. Um, on that same kind of level, and I know it feels like now everything is like the whodunit murder mystery, but I guess we've been in that kind of realm for a while. I mean, how many seasons of CSI do we have? Um, way too many. Way too many <laughs> CSI episodes. But uh, I just started, yeah, Velma, the Scooby-Doo spinoff, and uh, it I think the third episode might have just came out today, so maybe I'll catch that before I go to sleep. But uh, so far, intrigued. Like it's definitely mature. <laughs> like so, they're hit, trying to hit it like the high school audience or um, later. I'm not sure, uh, but it is definitely different. So, but it's they're also in their own clearly murder mystery and how they became like the mystery machine club or whatever. Mystery machine club. I like that the um what's it the voice of Fred is uh Glenn can't think of his last name from uh It's Always Sunny uh Dennis oh yeah 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 <laughs> so like I was like awesome. that's what I don't watch cartoons often but like I think that's the more the more fun I have for it is like when it's a show like this so it's newer you know Mindy Kaling's in it obviously uh, so I'm like all right and I try to play the other voices like oh man who's who's that person like that sounds so familiar so it's fun figuring it out. Play Casey, you weren't kidding. The internet is killing this thing. It's got a 1.3 on IMDb. I've never seen a show that low. I was trying to like, I saw like one thing that they were like, uh, or I didn't know the internet hated it until you made one comment about it. And then I tried, um, not very hard, just like I was like, oh, here's an article about it. And then I tried like reading of like why people were hating it so much. And then they took it a different direction. So I'm like, I don't know why everybody's so mad at this. Just... Because Mindy Kaling, I think the main thing they were talking about is Mindy Kaling's writing is all similar to like every project she does. Um, the thing the backlash I've seen it. is uh, it's almost like overtly like I don't know, kind of like weird woke. Like she the, she makes offhand comments about oh that guy's you know rich white dude or oh you're just a blonde white girl. Like making I don't know maybe that's why the internet's mad. Maybe it's a bunch of sensitive you know white people that are angry that that's being pointed out that way. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you what, uh, what the internet thinks. I haven't watched it. I guess I get but almost it, like but... weird race stuff that I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I can't really speak much to it because I haven't seen it. I guess maybe I'm taking it a little bit with a grain of salt. Like, Hey, this is a cartoon. Yeah. So, like, maybe I'm not reading too much. Cause you're an adult. I'm not reading game. into it. Because you're an adult, <laughs> goddammit. That's yeah. why. <laughs> and it's like, supposed to be funny, right? <laughs> like, right, exactly. So, like, when there's, like, a, a shower scene and, like, girls start making out and then somebody dies, I'm not, like, dissecting and going, oh, so this oh is, my like, God, a the oversexual. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, so that's a, the orange towel represented. No, Zyklon B. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I guess I'm not diving too deep into it, but, like, now it'll be yeah, interesting. I'll watch this next episode and be like, okay, I see where the where everyone's, you know, being a little sensitive towards this. But also, I think they're going, she's ultimately trying to change it and have it be like a certain genre. Like I said, it's m- mature. So a lot of the maturity level is going for shock value on, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't see them going this way with um, Velma and uh, Shaggy. Like the, the ongoing joke that I think is the funniest is Shaggy is like uh, 
doing things where he's not a pothead, but all the pothead kids in school like love what he's doing. Like he has like a podcast that he's doing uh, <laughs> called and it's called 420 for a different reason. And then, of course, all the potheads love it. And he's like, no, that's not what I was doing. And so I don't know. It's just there's little things like that going on in there. So, well, I'd be willing to bet too the people that are cranky about it uh, or like offended at the, the jabs that white people are likely the same people who call other people snowflakes so you win some you lose some it's true this is true you you gotta see this carl anthony towns is in this show (laughs) and really yeah and what he's got imdb credit i was i pulled it up and i was like what and velma yeah handsome jock played by (laughs) carl anthony towns Wow, that's like remember like one of the first episodes of like south park and it was like george clooney is in this episode of south park and he played like a dog (laughs) <laughs> like it made two rough sounds, I think, in the episode. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was like in season one. I remember very early on. Casey, what have you been up to? Uh, you know what? I've been living in the pits of despair, um, being a sportsman in Minnesota, just watching the Vikings lose our playoff game and uh, watching our poor, sad timber puppies <clears throat> spiral and... Uh, Make that whole Rudy trade look pretty awful. So sorry to sports ball it up. That's probably the only fun thing that I've done. Fire Donatel. Fire Donatel. That's exciting. He is a bad to see. He is a bad to see. Fire Donatel. Fire Donatel. He's fired. Yep. I saw that. That's good. (laughs) That'll help. Oh, uh, and uh, the other thing I have been doing is playing a lot of Fortnite, you guys. It's really fun. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, man. So like you're just building forts at night? No, no, what no, is no. that like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's going to be a fortnight tonight. What was I say? I usually just build forts on Fridays. <laughs> Friday, fort Friday. Casey, I fort like to Friday. along the fort perimeter and just like just survive, just outlast all of the kids. And just, exactly. Yeah. Talk like to me about Fortnite a little stay bit. Stay and drop in with me. Let's go. Were you, so do you make your own character or you have to pick a skin that already exists? Um, you are supplied with just like a G- default generic one, um, and then you can either purchase them or you, if you buy the battle pass, uh, and like it's like the game's free, and so if you want to spend money on it, you buy the battle pass, which gives you like quests and and reasons to level up, and then you get skins and junk like that. So otherwise, you can play if the, the game's default free, guy you forever, just, and, and uh, you can just roam around Fortnite world. Yeah, well, there's not really a world. You like play a match, like a, a game. You drop in and it's last man standing wins and you're trying to kill everyone as the map slowly shrinks. That's the gist of Fortnite. Oh, the, well, thank you for teaching me. I had no idea. So yeah. wait, hold on. So are there several people that like, because if it's all people. default, it looks like you. So is there hundred, so is there like 50 people that look different because they paid money and there's 50 people that look I would like you say or based on your IP address, they make different. something slightly different. I would say the majority of people look different. I guess if you're, when you first start playing, uh, it is, it's skill-based matchmaking so when you first start you're in these lobbies with other brand new people and or bots even so like you 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 can get some kills and feel good about yourself and then you'll eventually work your way into being thrown into real matches and those get pretty sweaty and people are really good um and then it's a hundred people drop in and i would say every single person uh either looks different or if they do look the same they're both rocking some other skin you know like goku from dragon ball z or some crazy shit like that Gotcha. And then you said the map keeps shrinking. So like what, like within a 20 minute span, like 
a round should be over in this Hunger Games world? Uh, yeah, I'd say if you last until the very end. I mean, I've dropped into maps and then not, you know, it's if you and another person land in the same spot, you sprint around looking for a gun. If you don't find one first, you, you could be in and out real fast. Um, But then if you last to the very end, yeah, it could take 20 minutes, half hour, depending on how gung ho people go, how many people hide like Jamie, things like that. That's fun. <laughs> Yeah, and when the game first came out, it had all that building and junk. They, I don't know when, but I've only been playing since they've had the zero build mode, which just makes it a, a third-person shooter, not a first-person shooter, because it's you're kind of behind your guy. Um, but no, it's fun. Yeah, playing with a group of people. So sometimes you, when you play squads, you know, it's two on two on two on two on two or three on three, and you know, up until a hundred people. So a whole bunch of teams of three or four or two. And so that's actually pretty fun to roam around the map as a, as a squad and run into other squads and get into little fights. So would you say that your avatar is living much like Groundhog's Day style? Like he dies and then gets dropped into a similar map every single time? Yeah. Live, die, repeat, man. I live on the edge of tomorrow. Woo! Man, was there one more reference you could fit in there? That was pretty fast. That was amazing. That was good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I, because in the game, they drop you from the bus. So sometimes I fall out of the sky like the, uh, shoot, was that Red Sparrow? What was it? Oh, Russian doll. Sorry. I crack open like a Russian doll when I die. <laughs> right, are there Wait, any other, pos- other Groundhog's Day type movies that we were missing references on? Uh, Palm Springs. No, just kidding. Uh, Wait, so hold on. Could you drop from the sky and die instantly by landing on like a pipe or something? No, uh, when you get to a certain altitude, you pop like a parachute thing and you float until you land on something. It forces you to drop it, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. All you need to know about Fortnite. The end. Yeah. I've been playing some video games lately. What are you playing? Tell me about this. I've been, well, I, I finally just I finally stopped playing Minecraft because another world that I had been building for over like six months uh, got corrupted again. So I'm, <gasps> I'm done playing in the that. cloud or locally. <laughs> How is it getting corrupted? I don't know. I just can't. It can't that open sucks. it. So, yeah. But anyway, don't know with that. So I picked up some games on a sale recently. On a PlayStation store, I picked up this game called Guacamelee, Guacamelee mm, 2. I've awesome. It was like $5. Picked it up. Awesome game. It's fun. <clears throat> but I did start playing a game called Elden Ring, Woo-hoo. which oh, is, is uh, I've heard some call it um, Death of the Wild. As like a reference <laughs> yeah, that's of a good, yeah, uh, that's a good idea. That's like, good. Uh, uh, what is it? soul like a souls game with like breath of the wild kind of gameplay like it just kind of opens up the same as as breath of the wild Mm -hmm. does but um it's just badass and scary and creepy so yeah been playing that it's obviously uh challenging at first so i'm just trying to figure that stuff out so and also got this game called ratchet and clank for ps5 whoo game is sweet man so been playing a lot of ps5 leaving that xbox series x x in the dust and man i don't know ps5 is all about that controller the best controller ever i think wow so ever yeah 
dude, like I'm telling you right now, like the Xbox controller, it's so loud and clicky and ticky tacky. Mm. Like it's just like tick, 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 every little motion oh, on it. It just that. clicks and clacks. And the PS5 controller, it's just, it just feels so great in your hands. <laughs> and it has like all these cool, like these adapt adaptive triggers, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. there's like different levels of like, function to it and it, it has like almost like a resistance to it yeah but yeah it's it's so good it's so awesome but anyway that's where i've been actually jamie i wanted to find out what you're doing so uh you're only the king of reality <laughs> tv jamie <laughs> i'm not watching what was that new milf show called milf condo milf's downtown what milf was it called? Manor, yeah. <laughs> oh god, milf no, condom. Not, yeah, no, not watching the milf HOA. God, I can't believe the shows they make. No, I was actually saving it for the show. I watched it. I was like, oh, I got to text everyone. But then I was like, save it for the podcast. And then we didn't record last week. James, I went and saw Avatar. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So two things. It was it was amazing. I was expecting to be pretty wowed by the visuals, but like ho hum with the story. And they sucked me in. I, I thought it was great. It was, um, yeah, man, it was gorgeous. It was like watching planet Earth of an alien species. It was mm, unbelievable. Cool. But then the other thing is like I haven't I haven't thought about it. Like I was super immersed when I was there in the movie, saw it in 3D. But then I haven't thought I literally haven't thought about it since, <laughs> you know, like when you think about a good movie, like a couple days or a week later. So <laughs> it kind of came and went. But yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. Nice. Yeah, the immersion of the 3D of that was like they definitely it's been so long since they uh, put like 3D stuff out into theaters or if it or maybe it hasn't. I just have chosen not to see things in 3D. But, you know, right after Avatar, they like pumped out everything in 3D, but just forced it after the fact. And then they went away because it was like they charged, what, $14 instead of a $7 ticket for 3D. Um, and then now this came out and it was filmed for 3D on IMAX and it just flows so well. Uh, it's just really, really cool. You definitely get immersed in it. Yeah, Angela actually put on Avatar for the boys. Um, that was over the weekend, I think. And um, I came upstairs like, why are you guys watching this? And it was like <laughs> she just put it on to avoid like having to watch something else that they picked that was really bad. And um, yeah, they watched the whole thing. They sat through it all and they loved it. So I was like, God, maybe I got to take them to the the movie in the theater. And the second one um, get really heavy. It does. Like There's, heavier than the first one even. Oh, really? Yeah. What's I a mean, rated? It's, it's more R. Uh, I think it's oh, R. is it R? <laughs> I think it is R. It's PG-13. Oh, oh. okay. I'm wrong. Um. It does get heavier. I would say it gets a lot more fast and more furious. Like it's a lot of it's all about family. Um, so Dominic Toretto would really enjoys this movie. Uh, nice. So <laughs> I think that I think yeah, that it you're gets just heavier. throwing in all you you're throwing them all in there tonight, James. <laughs> I on the draw. Casey was uh, the start of this. Um, oh, yeah, it's true. I think that uh, I think it does get heavy, like because it's a lot more a family based. So, like I mean, for the boys, like I think that you know. It's like about like mom, dad and the kids basically is what this is all about. So it does get a little heavy when like things are happening. So I don't know. Uh, it's still PG-13, though. So as far as 
um, what else they've watched. I don't think it gets more. I don't think it gets more violent than the original Avatar. I think that just there is more violence than the original Avatar. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Jamie, thoughts? Yeah, we're we're dealing. I guess we're dealing with loss in this one, maybe in a way that we haven't in the first one. Is all I will yes. say. Gotcha. Um, and then all I will say is, it looks like yeah, this movie's been out for what six weeks and is almost at two billion worldwide. <laughs> so nuts. Jesus, I, I saw an interview with Cameron. It was uh, Chris Wallace's show on HBO Max, and he asked him because there was this number floating out that like they needed like a billion and a half to break even. And Cameron basically was like, I, I plead the fifth, but he was like, you're not far off. <laughs> and that kind of blew my mind, too. Like to Wait, make a to... profit, they needed to at least get to like one point five billion. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I suppose there's marketing and all the other stuff that happens besides. Is it just for production. this movie, though? Because then they make like three and four at the same time. That's a I good guess, question. That I'm is a good sure. question. They, yeah. I'm pretty positive they made two and three at the same time. Um, and then like like I think they finished filming three recently. Um, and then I think they're on to four I, or they were only going to do four if this made money. Um, like they said, they could wrap it up with three, but if it makes money, we'll continue with four because that was part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's crazy. But you know what? Let's read what the MILF Island plot is or sorry, MILF Manor plot from cities all across the country. Eight confident and strong minded women leave home for the chance to find love at a paradise destination, although they may be a few years older than the average dating show contestant. These women are not out of practice. Ranging from 40 to 60 years young, this vibrant group brings their unique life experience to the game. They have decades of dating experience and will use it to find a lasting connection with men half their age. However, nothing can prepare them for a jaw-dropping surprise that will greet them at the front door. Yeah, did we find out what the surprise was? Was it that all the kids are like their sons or some shit like that? <laughs> their sons' best friends? Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I haven't. I mean, we. I'll do, do a little more research here as we talk. <laughs> this show has I mean, a higher or, you know what? rating than Belmont. Or here's the deal. Or, well, one, is this show even on yet? Because it doesn't have any trivia, which, Jamie, I'm letting you be the first to add trivia on the IMDb page. <laughs> oh, yes. I have. Uh, oh, guys, original air date, January 15th, <laughs> like four days ago. <laughs> oh, there's still time. So, yeah, it's got to be out there. It's on uh, TLC, it looks like. Guy, remember when the TLC was the learning channel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can boy. still learn a lot now. Just oh, yeah. different things. Uh, Jamie, I know why this is, is doing better than Velma. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? It is when I look it up on Twitter. <laughs> Man, have you seen the pictures of the MILFs? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, why? <laughs> I just, I don't think this, this person actually isn't part of the show. <laughs> this the picture I saw was unrelated to the show. <laughs> oh, boy. You can't just go to the internet and look up MILF. You're going to find a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, did anyone watch The Last of Us? I did. Anyone else? Mm -mm. Jamie, did I you? I want to play the game first. 
I that's me too, man. No, 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 no. No, I'm telling you, there's a good chance that the game might not even be the game for you. Hmm. Oh, I'm reading a review. Somebody gave it a one star review on IMDb, and hold on, I think they talk about the twist. I thought this might be cute, funny show about cougars <laughs> since they there isn't much to watch right now why not and then but then came the plot twist if you can call it that yuck and weird are the words that came to mind i'm all for shock and art but not like this without the ridiculous twist it might have been a funny show on well, let me just see if it gets to it oh man they didn't even spoil it for me normally i'd be okay with that <laughs> uh I see one one comment here. Milf Manor is unhinged because how can you be your own step grandfather? Hmm. <laughs> Milf Manor is morally neutral. That's a great hmm. question. What's the demographic that they're going for with this show? Oh, it's right up my alley. <laughs> 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 oh shit. So, wait, why is Last of Us, why wouldn't you want to play it? I'm just saying it might, it just might not be, I mean, it was a game. This, I just think how you play games today just might be a little different than you played them like 10, what, like 10 years ago it came out. Mm, okay. Because I, I, I even just got like The Last of Us Part 2, again, that was on sale, it was like under $10 or something like that. I started playing that game and like it's maybe I'm just getting too old for this shit, but like cuts. It was like a cinematic, 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 cinematic. Then it's like walking through like a house and it's like grabbing things out of like a, you know, out of a desk off a wall, then go open the door. And it's like cinematic, 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 cinematic. Then it was like, it was kind oh, of telltale-y. A, a, a snowball fight with some kids, you know, because it's like it's kind of like a tutorial, you know, then it's like cinematic cinematic. <laughs> and then I was like following a guy through like a camp, you know, and uh, it's it as it tells a story, but it's like, man, like I just want to fucking play. Like I want some action, you know, like mm. <laughs> I want something to happen. And I think if I would have watched all those cinematics, I probably would have sat there for at least an hour. And I just it, quit. And the first so one was like played through the whole thing. That's the not, whole second one. That the whole second one. I just started it. I, I don't. I want to play. Did you play the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I haven't even played the first one. But the first one's the same way. Oh. So I mean, there are parts where it's you know it's it's really more of like a stealth game. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. I mean, if you want to wait and play it, but it's a long game. Um. Unless you play it like on easy or something, but oh, that's probably what I'll do. Yeah, but it's cool. I think the story—I don't think it's going to be one to one to the game, but that's real—it's really cool. I mean, there's like the whole like first fifteen, maybe fifteen to twenty minutes of it of the show is a majority of that it's not in the game. Mm. It's kind of telling you stuff that was happening in between some sequences and it's really cool. Then it's like it crushes your heart, but it's good. We're, There's we're, like one scene. I was like, Oh, Jamie, man, this is like 
I think you would love this shit. <laughs> Are, we're dealing with zombies, nice right? Yeah, but it's um, a different kind of zombie. Okay. Yeah, hmm. it's fungus related. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They took your idea. I remember now. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a great op- opening to it that like is like from like the like 60s or 70s. It's like a talk talk show thing talking about pandemics and viruses. And then they start, start talking about uh, fungi and spores and global warming and all shit like that. So oh, sweet. it's good. It's really good. Speaking of stealing ideas, uh, Jamie nailed what Milf Island's plot twist was. What's that? They bring in their sons. I don't. I think that was Casey. I think it was me, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, who's well, maybe it was all of you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was the only plausible plot twist that we were all like, "What? How could they bait us into this?" Um, but yeah, that's that was the plot twist. They they bring in their sons. Um, I would like to predict that the finale, or maybe halfway mid season, to get you know uh, the viewership up. One of them is going to have a pregnant scare. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but with one of the other MILF's sons? Correct. Yeah, no, it's not like the MILFs are dating their sons. I, no, they, I they are. So. Yes, they are. I read it. As, I read the, the synopsis. They're dating their own sons. Wait. Oh, here. <laughs> now, they probably <laughs> play games as big groups, and they probably, like, you know, touch and feel all the boys. So they could, there could be some cross-pollination, but I think they're, <laughs> they're paired together. Hold on. But, no, the plot the plot twist isn't that they are gonna they have to date their own sons. What kind of twist is that? They're, aren't they? That's what it is. Is it like maybe. a contest? No, that's what it is. Or is it like their sons help them find... I just assume that their sons are there and then there's the sons and other MILFs, like not like the ones that are related, eventually like maybe. Oh, maybe they are dating each other's sons. Yes, that's yes. what I would assume. Okay. If they're dating okay. each other, I'm pretty sure this I don't well, I should say this wouldn't be on television, I'm sure it would be, but <laughs> here we have uh That might be season two. <laughs> I just looking at some Twitter stuff again here. Someone says serious question. Does MILF Manor make it to air if it's called Dilf Manor? <laughs> oh no it doesn't <laughs> no 100 no. it doesn't yeah we're here here's Soup's the dads weird. and they're gonna date their daughter's friends that'll work <laughs> oh my god <laughs> not a chance i bet it was proposed about 15 years ago <laughs> someone proposed it <laughs> hear me out guys Okay. Have you seen well, my daughter's friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, like I could see the television show that's like about the creation of that too. It's like, like my dad going to volleyball class and like, bye, Mister Hanson, see you, Jenny, and then they they just start talking about it, and then all of a sudden they zoom in close on some guy's face where the light bulb goes off and goes. Guys, I know how we're going to save the network. <laughs> is are we just going to turn into like a MILF Manor like after show? Talking talking MILF Manor. <laughs> talking Manor. 
Talk emails manner. <laughs> the problem is like I feel like if we even committed to watching this, like I'd be like we'd have to do it live because I'd be so cringe. I feel like I'm already secondhand embarrassed like about this show right now. Right. So, like I would not be able to get through it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> There's no way. I just I can't believe that this was written as satire on 30 Rock like 10 years ago, and we're just this is where we are. We're just making this show now. We've Lowered run out of ideas. expectations. That's actually that's a great question, Jamie. We should be asking Google the real question: What does Tina Fey think about Milf Manor? That's right. Let's see. It's got to be <laughs> out there, right? No, nothing. No results. All right. Uh, what what kind of podcast? We're the movie time machine podcast. Yeah, retro movie I think so. review, movie review, and pop culture podcast. Talking about old movies and shit, and uh, what's going on today. So, this week's movie is Groundhog Day. Yeah, starring Robin. Nah, oh my God. I almost said Robin Williams. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Chino. <laughs> oh, this day just keeps going. <laughs> was Andy right. McDowell, was she trying to be, not was she trying to be, but like, was she kind of like a Meg Ryan of the 90s? Like, I feel like she was in this as like, just like, you know, the girl next door. And I feel like they usually, I don't want to say let her use her Southern accent, but you don't usually hear that very often as thick as hers is. Um, and then like in no. Michael, uh, where she was like, you know, hanging out with John Travolta, the angel, like she was like, again, like just the cute kind of love interest a, a little bit. And then of course, back to the future three. She was dating Doc Brown, which seemed like he was 40 years. Older than her. Till filing, baby. <laughs> no, that was, uh, what's her name? That was uh, Mary Steenburgen. Oh, my name? God. I did mess that up. My bad. Uh, I'm, yeah. not as, I'm not as familiar with the, the third one of that and series. Mary Steenburgen. Woo! Smoke show. So let me go back. So this is, this is starring Bill Murray, Annie McDowell, Chris Elliott, and some other pretty faces. So I've never seen this before. This is my first time seeing this. I was really excited. And uh, I'm just going to be short and sweet. I was kind of disappointed. Wait, oh, so disappointed. this was your first time? Yeah. Yeah. Never seen it before. Kind of disappointed. So I'd, I'd just rather like to hear what, what you guys have to say about what you like about this movie. Um, I don't want to bring everybody down, but yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say like some of the scenes like uh, where I don't know if they were impromptu or not, um, but like when Bill Murray and I'm sure this one's not because it was so like straight on. But like right in the beginning, uh, when he comes on the stairs, I think it was day one. And uh, the lady that owns the bed and breakfast was like, man, it looks like it's going to snow out there. And then he gives the full weather forecast and then follows it up with like. Were you just trying to make small talk or were you actually curious? And she's like, I just thought that was such a funny, like, what a funny interaction if that actually happened. Like, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if somebody gave me, like, a full realistic weather report. Um, and then the other one was, like, uh, 
same thing with the interaction with Bill Murray and Ned Ryerson when uh, it's probably like the millionth time they've seen each other and he just embraces him and is like, where are you going? Do you think you can call him sick? <laughs> like, yeah. And then he runs away. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just like, there's just certain interactions like that where I just thought like those were like spot on really funny parts. Um, I, I think the fun of this movie w- for me, like, and I like, I just thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like anything great. I didn't know why, like when you go through reviews, like, did you know this movie was, is in the library of Congress? Like as one that they are going to save. Like I that's I read that and then I started going down the rabbit hole of what other movies are a part of that, um, but like I, yeah when I hear things like that and or Kate or uh, Jamie and I were talking about how we both watch this on the DVD copies that we own which I think is funny because I'm pretty sure I got mine at like the four dollar bin at Walmart because I think the first time I watched it was on the DVD I have now and it was like the 15th anniversary edition and I think Jamie said his is the 25th anniversary edition. Did we need anniversary editions of this movie? <laughs> but um, I don't know. I thought the fun of it was definitely like the small interactions and then just thinking about, man, they just had to reset these scenes like all day. Like this is what they did that day. And then they moved on to the next scene and then did it 800 more times um, to get whatever they were looking for, uh, which I just thought was kind of fun. But yeah, I don't know. I enjoy the movie just fine, um, but it's definitely... Like, I don't need to watch this every Groundhog's Day, kind of like how we do Christmas movies sometimes. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't I don't know if I need to see this again, to be honest. I mean, some of the stuff like towards the end, I thought was kind of um, fun, you know, like kind of like this, like growing, uh, like love interest thing um, connection. But yeah, what were we going to say, Casey? I was going to say the opposite. I think uh, I think this movie is better than y'all are giving it credit for. Um, I think Groundhog Day, it, it's an innovator, right? There have been multiple spinoff uh, movies, TV shows, concepts that have stolen even just this core idea of like repeating the day. So it's it's such an original loop. idea that it's been like taken and, and, and done over. So I think it's amazing. You know, it's the Groundhog Day effect, right? Um, I think that's brilliant. And I think what you may be underestimating is exactly how long uh, Bill Murray was, you know, repeating his days or how many days iterations he had to have gone through to kind of complete everything that he had done in the film. Do you have any idea how many days that they worked it out since then? Take a guess. How many, if you haven't looked it up already, how many times, how many times did he live that day? Do you think? I was hoping you were going to go this way, Casey, and I'm here for it. I have no idea. Entertain me. 20, no, 30, 40, 50, 80. It's got to be like 10,000 years, right? Or in that. Uh, it's it, 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 a film blog works it out apparently. So, I mean, you know, give or take a little bit, but it'd be about 33 years and 350 days, uh, uh, roughly 12,395 repetitions of the same exact day. How did we, so I mean, given how that would they even have come to that conclusion, well, you ha- watch it. Cl- that's the that's the brilliance of it. When you watch it, and I've seen it enough, so watching it again, you kind of see and kind of catch the nuance. But like every single thing that he did, how many days did it take him to perfect one idea he had? Whether it was like that Nancy chick, how many times did he have to repeat that before <laughs> he was actually able to like have sex with her? How many times did he repeat? going out with Andy McDowell to like learn everything about her and navigate that decision tree. Like that alone 
was probably months worth of days. And that was just one thing he did. How many times did he have to sit and watch, you know, to be able to catch that kid falling from the tree at the exact same time while then also getting the old ladies in the, in with the, uh, uh, the pop tire and help. You know what I'm saying? Like he literally knew every single person in that town. He knew every single event that happened when it happened and how it happened. And then are you kidding me? He was a doctor at one point. He was treating people. He was when he was at that dance. Someone was like, "Oh, this is the doctor that cured my back." So the dude, like, it's crazy how long he was there, and that and no wonder he went insane and tried to kill himself over and over, and then realized he couldn't, and then went about his. I mean, it's just. I think when you when you step back and think about it, I think that's brilliant, and I love it. when you watch it. You kind of pick up on that that subtle nuance. So, I think this movie's great. I think there's a bunch of hilarious parts. Um, so many great callbacks to, to the same things that happened or jokes or, or whatever. Um, I love it. I love this movie. Yeah. Casey, I'm right there with you. I, um, this one, I've, I've seen it oh, probably half a dozen times I would say. And yeah, it's, it just, man, it just feels like a warm hug. Like the way they make this town. Um, you feel like you feel like you're in, um, you know, Punxsutawney, they're Hicks, Rita, <laughs> little lines like that. <laughs> it's it's so good like you get to know the people in this town the way phil figures out and to your point i'm so glad you went there with all the stuff he learns i've been playing the drum since i was 12 and i consider myself pretty decent at 33 but i couldn't play the piano like he does you know that's a (laughs) lifetime of skill of musical skill and remember every day that he took a piano lesson he had to go do the groundhog thing first like That's he only right. really had like a half a day. He would go do the, well, I guess he'd just do that in the morning and probably peace out and not, you know, not take the car ride to the winter storm every single oh, time. Like, yeah. He did it like at se- after seven thirty five. like he was free to yeah, do whatever guess, he wanted. Yeah. Most he people were not that after that. Yeah. Well, so clearly he had all day, you guys. God, you're right. God you're right. damn it. Well, and <laughs> I love too, that they don't tell you how the time loop started, why it's him if anyone else is in there with him and what makes it end, I love that that is just open to interpretation and that we never really know why you think it's probably cause he's an asshole and he's entered into some sort of um, purgatory, but that's never really confirmed. It could just be bad luck. So I like to think in that universe that if it only affects one person at a time, maybe other people have had that happen in other places and in other instances. Right. So it was just, yeah, maybe it's in that, you know, groundhog day universe. If you're a huge douchebag and need your life to change, you sit in purgatory until you figure it out. Has anyone seen Palm Springs? I did watch it once and I thought it was funny. I need to watch it again because I don't know it well enough to like quote it, if you know what I mean. I do. Yeah, it's I same thing, James. I thought I saw it, really loved it. It, you know, relies heavily on the world that Groundhog Day formed. But you guys should definitely watch Palm Springs if um, this is your jam even a little bit. Because the the twist there is that he can, um, Andy Samberg gets into a time loop, but he figures out that he can bring people into it with him. And that's kind of all (laughs) fun. So, yeah, it's really good. So what other uh, what other Groundhog Day esque <laughs> media? I mean, that have we seen? Has everyone seen Russian Doll? At least the first season of Russian Doll was uh, Groundhog Day inspired. The second wasn't. Yeah, sorry, I was blabbing. My can you hear me? My <laughs> yeah, mic was muted. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that. That's why I was laughing because of all the dead air. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw the the first season of Russian Doll. Um, I didn't see the second season. You say it wasn't the same. It's all the same characters and whatnot, but it wasn't the same concept of like you know die and come back to life. Yeah, um, mm. it gets even weirder. Uh, and I guess I don't know. I didn't watch it closely. I was watching it with my wife um and and, you know doing other things or working or something um but it was it was equally funny and and but it gets really kind of weird and bizarre and kind of existential and it's funny there's uh i was just trying to look up to see if there's other like groundhog day-esque time loop things that was released before groundhog day and it looks like there were two classic twilight zone episodes that kind of had like this this time stuck in a time loop purgatory kind of thing um looks like yeah judgment night it was um like a repeating thing of some men in world war ii that were caught on a u-boat and then there's one where like the that's a good one i've seen that episode that one's so good yeah and then death ship it's the one where um Oh, it has uh, Jack from the Odd Couple in it, like the old Odd Couple show. And they're like astronauts and they're flying over an alien planet. And there's like a glimmer on the surface and they discover the wreckage of a spacecraft that's identical to their own. And so that's the repeating thing is they keep on doing it over and over and over again. It's crashing on this planet over and over again. But yeah, that was that was the first thing I found about uh, repeating like Groundhog Day esque and like, yeah, Casey, I get what you're saying to you about like, yeah, like the the influence that this has had and like, like pop culture um, and how much it gets referenced or, um, you know, we see this, you know, at least lately we've seen this like in, in shows like like um, Russian Doll, but I don't know. I just kind of had a hard time. Um getting into this i don't know i don't know what it was but you know to give give it a second watch but i I thought it was good but it's not i guess for a bill murray movie it was maybe lower on that list of bill murray films and is that the problem for like how chad and i are viewing it like i think we're looking at it more of like bill murray comedy movie opposed to you two take it very like very deep dive into the like i don't know the Buddhistness of this movie, the whatever they're trying, the message, like what's happening. Um, no, I wouldn't even say that. It's more just he's not playing, uh, you know, over the top guy. He's kind of playing a, an asshole that needs to be redeemed. So the humor is actually in kind of him being a dick to people. Um, it's not his normal like over the top wacky, and he 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 touches into it a bit, especially in the in the sequence when uh, he's like trying to to get what's her face over and over, and it failed when he thought he got really close. And so then he's just going through the motions and being crazy. Like that's kind of classic Bill Murray, but honestly, I think he did a, I think he, he act, he had pretty good acting chops here. He showed that, that I want to die. This is the worst thing ever. Look like you could see it in his eyes. Like I thought he, he played that really well. And then the redemption arc was great too. When he finally just did it for himself. Um, and kind of, he just grows as a person. And that was kind of his redemption arc. It wasn't that he got everything he wanted. In fact, he got a lot of things he wanted and it didn't fix it. And it wasn't until he kind of just became a better person that it kind of, everything went well and he became happy. It was good. 
I like how Jamie said it feels like a warm hug. Aw, thanks. Well, and and you also get the like you said the comedy like just Bill Murray driving around with a groundhog like to drive off oh, the cliff. Was just so funny. <laughs> that was. Uh, he might be Don't okay. Drive so angry. Or was it... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he might be okay. Is it like Chris Elliott says? Yeah. It blows. <laughs> Oh, and Chris so, Elliott's underrated in this too. I think he's oh, yeah. he's such a great little side piece to it. It's great. Oh, and the the drunk Hicks in the diner that he goes, dr- you know, drinking. <laughs> oh, driving on the tracks. Driving, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that scene is super funny because you can even hear the cops as they're hollering out. They're also like bouncing up and down, please yeah. pull over. <laughs> and so I thought that was a really funny detail that even the cops were like bouncing to. Oh, yeah, and there's that scene at the bar where, uh, yeah, Phil says, what would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was exactly the same and nothing you did mattered? That about sums it up for me. <laughs> that sums, sums yep. it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that exact same conversation before in a Faribault bar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you guys know the so, actor... Uh, Michael Shannon, uh, he played Zod in Man of Steel, and mm. God, he's in mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. Um, he's a bad. He was guy in, oh, did anybody watch Bullet Train? He was. That's probably the most recent thing he was in. I don't know. He was like this was the first movie he ever was in. He was one of the guys that like uh, uh, at the very end of the movie when the two couple get like engaged or whatever. Oh, yeah, he's super Wrestle- young in this movie. Yeah, they, yeah. He, they get the WrestleMania tickets or whatever yeah. it is. No, yeah, wait, he's, that was him. Yeah, I'm like looking at him and I'm like, what? He looks super familiar. And it's not like all the time. It was just like just during like over the top facial expressions of joy, like when he got the tickets. And I'm like, I know that face. What is who is that? And I looked it up. I think that was his first movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he has a very uh, distinguished look. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's got like a chiseled face, you know, like. Great eye. Let's see all this movie did. It was da, 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 da. said the budget was somewhere between fourteen point six and thirty million. <laughs> um, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> box office it made one hundred five million. It released on February fourth, nineteen ninety three, of uh, Fox Village Theater. I wonder if that's that looks like that was maybe like an early release. Where's that? Um, yeah. The full theatrical or not theatrical, but wide release was February 12th. So just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. Did you notice uh, the, uh, what's the guy that was holding um, the groundhog like during like the ceremony or whatever? Isn't he like Mr. Big in um, uh, Wayne's World? Well, he's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that was Mr. Big in Wayne's World. I was going to say, like, I know that the other guy in Wayne's World, the, the one that plays his, uh, the, or that plays, that is Bill Murray's brother, isn't it? Isn't that Bill Murray's brother? Yeah. Like yeah. And Doyle Murray. That's his name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brian. Which I do think it's fun, like, um, that uh, different cast members, like, uh, head to Punk Satani, or have ha- uh, head to Punk Satani to, like, assist with the Groundhog thing like from different years, like where I'm like, God, that, how cool would that have been to know? Except for that ruins the, you know, the magic of, I'm sure Bill Murray showing up to hold the groundhog, uh, in Punk Satani, but that's just kind of fun. 
All right, never mind. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, Mr. Big. He was uh, Noah Vanderoff, Brian Doyle Murray. But yeah, um, I'm looking at. So this is what I was talking about. So National Film Preserve Board complete National Film Registry list. I just sent it to you guys a little bit ago. But if you look in like 1993, among the other movies, so it's Joy Luck Club, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. And then you got Groundhog's Day entered the, the National Film Reserve that year. So that's where I'm like, that's where it kind of gets me. Like, I'm like, man, people really must have loved this movie or really must have, like when it came out, must have hit people in a very particular way. It was in a group of like 300 movies that got one vote. <laughs> well, because everybody, everybody did Jurassic Park, yeah. obviously, and then probably Schindler's List. And then, yeah. And then we're like, ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Groundhog's Day was pretty good. Bill Murray's a national treasure. We better well, has, throw him yeah, in there. Yeah, it has Bill Murray. We've got to put him in there. And uh, Andy Mc, Andy McDowell, is that her name? Yeah. 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 yeah she's going to be a star. So we have to put her in there, too. <clears throat> Does that say when, when they were put in? Oh, yeah, okay, you're inducted. Oh, I guess that's a little different than the year they came out. I suppose I should have categorized it that way. Like, so what was that? Groundhog's Day. So in 2006, somebody voted on it. And then in 2018, Jurassic Park made the cut. <laughs> it made it. It made it. It made it 12 years before. But I guess it, then. But it was only. It was only 12. It was only two years after Schindler's List that Groundhog oh made. God, yeah. This, I'm in, I'm so intrigued by this list. Like, this is a whole different type of list to go off of. Like, instead of like the you know, IMDb top 250 movies. Like all of these, whatever's inducted in here. But I'm sure this is like. As I'm scrolling through some of this, a lot of this is even. Um, These are all. This is what the deep state's going to watch when they're hiding in the mountain in Denver. For sure, like they're going to be like, "Oh, thank God we had the birds." Like, <laughs> and Cool World with Brad. Oh no, that's not with Brad Pitt. Never mind. <laughs> it's not that one. Like, uh, hey Ed, should we go watch? Um, what's that? Uh, God, I'm my brain really hurts. Groundhog's Day. Not, no, no. <laughs> The the bomb movie, Doctor Strange Love. Oh, and oh, yeah. the yeah. hold on, what's the full title again? And and how I learning love, to love, love the bomb. bomb. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. This is just a kind of a crazy list. Speaking of crazy list, I did commit. I bought tickets. I'm gonna go watch. Uh, oh my god, I already forgot what the movie is called. The, the, the four hour long stagecoach movie. The, yeah, the no, it was Oklahoma. Gone with, with the, the wind. wind. Yeah, thank you. They're all Pretty the same lost. movie. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's playing. Uh, yeah, it's playing this Sunday, and so uh, one of my friends bit and was like, "Dude, I'll see that with you." So my friend Ryan and I are gonna go see it, and uh, yeah, it's four hours long. So uh, I'd say I'm excited in the sense that like I own this movie, and based on it being a classic, I've never actually watched it. So I don't know. I feel like seeing it in the theater is gonna be probably the way to do it. Oh yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if it would have like the probably not Inter- an intermission. Well, yeah, but I was thinking I was like, oh, maybe it's like in like the original theatrical presentation. I thought you were but, gonna say the original English. I don't the know why. <laughs> original English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Can I get this in original English? I think some people call that old English. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to say something like it's like the movie was made in 1939, like and it's going to have the original black faces in there, like that they typically cut out for the DVD copy, and uh, like they're like, no, we re-preserved it like for today, and I'm like, oh, geez, like they kept the racy stuff in there. What did they I cut out of the movie? No, I'm just saying like they probably didn't. There might not oh. even be a scene like that. I was just saying like oh, gotcha, when, gotcha. when DVDs came out, it felt like they were cutting stuff out of movies because it was like, hey, like we it was uh, like we got away with it then. And then now it's like, hey, it's inappropriate. We cut it out now. And now they probably put it back to its original style. Oh, how do you guys feel about stuff like that? When they cut it out? When because I mean, isn't that what they did in Dumbo when they re-released Dumbo? They got rid of the whole crow scene. That was like a big thing. Oh, really? I don't know if that's true or not. I thought I like that's what that's what came to mind when I was talking about that. I, Peter Pan on Disney Plus still has a what makes the red man red. So mm. I don't know about Dumbo. Yeah, maybe but they show the disclaimer. I was going to say now yeah, they just have yeah, a disclaimer. They, they don't cut it out, yeah. I guess. So maybe they never did. And maybe it was just a conversation. I just thought I thought there were times when they did take it out. Like maybe, but maybe that was something like Ray when things were going to VHS, and that's when it became a conversation because VHS was the first time you could rewatch things that were not on TV or in the theater. And I'm sure on TV we did cut it out. Well, they yeah they shelved Song of the South. I don't remember what year that was, but that was um, the Disney movie that came out in the theaters. And then I, like you said, James, I don't know if they even made a VHS or if they stopped it before it got that far. But that's the. That's the Splash Mountain ride. You know, the characters where you're like, what is this from? It's like the racist movie that nobody saw. Oh, wow. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm, I I assume this is just a normal. Like at the theater now, I just assume they just toss in a Blu-ray and just let it go nuts. I don't know if, how projectors work anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that's exactly how they're able to get away with gotcha. throwing these flashback cinemas all the time is because I'm sure it just is throwing in something They're like, all right, let's do this and let's make it consistent with all the theaters. It's probably and it's cheap as heck to probably do that, too. True, um, but, true, true. So I don't know. Should be fun. And then, yeah, with the, I'm sure there is an intermission because I have older movies like that. There is. So I'm excited to go to the bathroom when they do a 15 minute orchestrated piece that says intermission on the screen. Sweet. They yeah, just back to like the the film editing stuff quick. Um, that's just that stuff always kind of freaks me out, even though I think it's maybe done for like a just cause. But when we start editing like um, art or anything like that, <laughs> you know, it's like this um, kind of what like sanitizing the past in a way through like a very uh winston smith 1984 orwellian way you know <laughs> but well i think I, I i see what you're saying but at the same time like historically unless we're like taking that stuff out of history books where we're i don't think we're gonna erase those things whereas i we actually uh we won't uh, my son watched peter pan and we had it on and we went, oh, shit, this is not OK. Right. When that scene came on and now he wants to watch it all the time. But there is no copy where they've cut it out. They only have the one with the disclaimer. I would love to play him one with just that scene removed. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say I guess I could sit there and fast forward it. But uh, I guess I don't know that the things that they'd be cutting out 
are going to dramatically alter the artwork, right? Is it going to make it drastically worse if you, you know, cut out the one scene with blackface or even go digitally, you know, remove something that might be problematic now or that we would deem problematic. Um, I don't know if it, if it dramatically reworks it, then it'd be an issue, I guess. But I don't know. I think especially when it comes to like kids stuff, I'd like to enjoy classic kids stuff. And if we've deemed things problematic, you know, access stuff and we can still enjoy what was, you know, still good. For sure. Casey, I totally hear what you're saying on that. Cause then, I mean, as a parent, which I'm not, but you trying to even explain something if they have questions, oh, uh, yeah. it's just like, man, this is, I'm not, I wasn't prepared for this today. <laughs> like, you know, so I don't know. Um, but Chad, one in the thing- perfect world, I'd like to see both. Like if they would leave the original with a disclaimer saying, yo, we know this, this shit's kind of fucked, but for historical right. access, here's here like the alternate. Yeah. Like, I don't hate push, that. Push down and here's the alternate mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. They, I love both. Actually, yeah. there was on Disney yeah. Plus. We noticed this after we watched the Avatar with the kids. Then when it was over, I noticed there was a version that's like a family friendly version. Oh, of Av- Avatar. It, it cuts out like the swears. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, so, interesting. and it might cut out some of the scenes. My favorite part yeah. is it <clears throat> it showed you that that was an option after viewing the first one. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't like or like when you press play, it wasn't like hey, and if you want a family, you want the theatrical version or the family friendly right, version, right? Oh yeah, let's do the right. family friendly version, right? Um, one thing I think of, and this is like from Casey, what you were talking about. Um, this is definitely uh, not as extreme as cutting out like uh like what makes the red man red but i just remember when like et 25th or whatever anniversary came out in theaters and it was like fresh after jurassic park and star wars and computer cg stuff just started becoming a things and they were able to in the very beginning of et like when i don't know the sheriffs and government or you know the g-men are looking for et's family in the woods and they're running around with like rifles and guns and stuff they edited the guns out to be flashlights and, and some they're scenes like, are walkie talkies too. Right. To make it like, I don't know if the idea was to make it at PG for what our standards were for today, opposed to, you know, when you watch PG, when Goonies came out and you could say shit like 17 times and it was still cool. Um, and I can't remember what the reasoning was for that, uh, like of why they did that, but I just remember it was a thing and it was just like, what a strange thing. But, um, that on the other side, uh, that others, the other scene I can think of in ET was when ET gets drunk. And when I was a kid, I didn't understand what was happening to Elliot. It was just kind of a goofy scene to me, but like now as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, ET is drinking Coors original. And now Elliot's feeling the effects of it because he's there were like one person and so they changed it so he was drinking like dr pepper but now still the scene doesn't make any bloody sense as an adult (laughs) so i don't know it was just like some things that they did change like uh at the beginning now i don't even know if that's a if like i purchased a copy of it today if that's even a thing they probably brought it back to the original like 10 years later it was like oh that was fun because we could but we're not gonna yeah i think that's weird because like it you know in in Peter Pan, you're removing things that are you know offensive to people, but do, yeah, do you offensive think the guns are offensive? And, I guess I don't know. Right, like the I last thing you want is army your guys, kid, right? Right, last thing you want is your kid going to school and saying something from that out of context. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just that's not cool. But like army guys have guns, and you know, I I'm a anti gun guy. I don't like guns, but you know, army guys have guns. Police officers have guns. It's part of life. So. 
to, to <laughs> edit that out. It's kind of weird, I suppose. And then two years later, we made Saving Private Ryan. Thanks, Spielberg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, well, I think they released a anniversary edition of E.T. on Blu-ray, and they made E.T. They completely made E.T. digital. You Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. I'd have yeah. to look that up. I'd be Aiden curious Christian. to see. Yeah. Oh, my heart. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was on all scenes, but that was like um, made the internet cry. You know, one of those things. But oh, that's lame. Et. That's digital. Lame. I, I like how I'm looking it up too. The first thing that popped up was et, or it was a digital et is what I was typing, and it goes digital etiquette. Please tell me more about digital etiquette. <laughs> Speaking of digital etiquette, I. To, to answer your original question, Chad, I, I land where you guys do. It's a mixed bag for me. I don't want to see it, but I think also historical context is important. So uh, if there's a way to see it as like not as entertainment, but like this is the way the world was, I think that's how I land on that. But has anyone here heard of Clean Flicks? This no. is kind of related, but not really. So the short story is that it's um, it was this company founded in Utah uh by the LDS or at least, you know, um, you know, supported by the LDS. And so their, their, their thing was, uh, they rented and sold, um, altered DVDs and VHS movies, which they, um, so they took out like swear words, um, or, uh, sexual content that they deemed profane. And it was like, God, I, I really want to watch Die Hard, but my priest said like, I can't. So it's like, okay, well, here's a clean flicks version of Die Hard. And, you know, that's probably a bad example because you can watch that movie at all. But um, yeah, so they it, it, they basically took movies and then edited a bunch of stuff out and then repackaged it as, you know, the clean flicks version of that movie. And um, they are now out of business because of copyright infringement. But <laughs> I'm sure. Well, and Jamie, so I remember we sold this at Target like. When like, uh, remember like, okay, VCRs are going out of business, but then we started selling like the, uh, rewritable CD or D rewritable DVD, DVD players. So you could record your, I don't know, the news, like it was an option. Like, cause we weren't, cause like we were going more towards the DVR era era with like TiVo and all that. But like, this was like another option. All right. Follow me here. They had, there was one type that like, and I don't know if it was from clean flicks or what it was. But like, I remember like it had like a digital display above. So it, like when you press the button, it told you like what it was all about. And it would be like you put in your DVD, but it would like register or know, hey, it's diehard. And so it would know when it got to like, hey, 45 minutes, 13 seconds, it's going to swear. So we're going to skip it to and 14 seconds or they would skip it to like, hey, this is a gratuitous action scene. So we're going to skip it past it to the next part of dialogue. And I'm sure like after doing some of this stuff, none of the movies made any damn sense. And so I'm sure that that's why it, like a, there's probably many errors to this, but I do remember it existed. Um, and I don't know if it was very particular movies, if you had to enter the movies like a code. So it knew like I'm not I really don't know the logistics of it. I just remember it was a thing for a time. Oh, that's nuts. So it, so it the the mach the player knew. Well, the player on... knew is how I understood it. It wasn't like you were purchased a clean DVD that could use it in any DVD players. So, which at the oh, same wow. time, like as we're moving only more towards a digital environment, like of course this thing is not going to last. Wow. 
but I don't know. We still remember at the, I mean, I think either at that same time or before then we still had that. Hey, who's going to win HD DVD, which is four times sharper image than a DVD or Blu-ray, which is 10 times you be the, you decide. Okay. They're the same price. All right. I'm going to go with the 10 times better. Welcome to Movie Time Machine Podcast, where we <laughs> review retro movies from the past here in the future. I'm your podcast host, Casey. Today we're doing Groundhog Day. What do you guys think of this film? Who saw this for the first time? No I one? did that, we're, though. We're going to do the pod that, here? Right. I did that. I thought, what do we mean? we haven't done the pod yet. Chad, what, what are you talking about? Your little hand in mine. I did. Well, this is a podcast for the Movie Time Machine podcast where we take movies from the past, we live in the present, talk about what we're doing today. Yeah, uh, have you seen Groundhog Day yet? Babe. Yeah, I saw it once. Did- it was already. I gave it three in my letterbox out of five. I got you, babe. <laughs> uh, joining me this week is James. He's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge. Uh, we also have Casey, our web surfing guru tech techie and our king of reality tv it's jamie (laughs) so guys i know that we uh talked about that new milf show on hulu but did you know that they made another show called milf manor it's on tlc what what is this one about i don't know i think maybe i bet they date each other's sons no way Our 2004 new DVD player lets parents clean up movies. Hollywood is unhappy, but viewers may like ability to filter out sex and violence. 2004, it wasn't that. 